0: God bless you as
1: you listen. Hallelujah, family. Give Jesus another hand clap, everybody. Oh, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands unto the Lord
2: you are here and you said you never leave We need you Lord We need you Lord You are here and you said you never leave We need you Lord We need you Lord Sing it to the Lord one more time. Come on. You are here And you said you'd never leave We need you, Lord We need you, Lord Sing it one more time. You are here You are here, And you said you'd never leave We need you, Lord Yes, we need you we need you Lord Oh we need you Lord 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 We need With me, you are true. Come on, you are true, and your promises and your promises remain. We trust you, Lord. Say that we trust you, Lord. You are true, yes you are true. Oh, yes you are true, and your promises remain. We trust you lord we trust you we trust you we trust you lord we we trust you lord we trust you lord we trust you lord we trust you Lord, we trust you lord oh we trust you Yes, we do. And yes, we do. Jesus, you are King and you reign. You are, are King. King. And you, and you reign, reign forever, God. Reign, reign, in my my life. Life. Reign. reign in my life. Reign in my life. Say that you are you King. Are King. Hey. your hands and tell the Lord
1: undisputed fact that we can't do without you. We can't make it without you. We cannot survive without you. We cannot progress without you. And this morning we reaffirm our need of you more than ever before. This morning, oh God, Draw us closer unto you. And let your word meet a need in our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you brood amongst us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will touch everybody. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will reveal the Father unto us and his perfect plans and purposes for our lives. We exalt your name this morning. I pray that you'll anoint my lips today. Use me as a vessel unto honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Say amen again. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap family. God bless you and you may be seated. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Look into the face of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm so glad to see you today. Tell him or her, you're looking very sharp. You're looking very dazzling. And that is how God is going to make your life. Your life will be glorious. Your life will be beautiful. Your life will be amazing. Your life will be exciting. Your life will be glorious and your life will be delightsome. Clap your hands and give him praise again. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1, reading from verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1 reading from verse number 6. Now, this whole month, we've been teaching on progress and advancement. Is that not so? And we are pressing on. The entire month, that is what we are devoting ourselves to. And um, from next month, we'll be moving to other things. Is it okay with you? Or you got a problem with it? You're perfectly fine, aren't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we were at Mount Sinai, New Living Translation, please. The Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. All right? We can just end it today. Amen. Now, this has been our foundational scripture in our study on progress and advancement, and God, through the prophet Moses, said to the people of Israel that they had stayed on Mount Sinai for way too long. I explained to you that they stayed on Mount Sinai for nearly one year. And during that one year, a lot of things happened. Next week, I will explain to you why your Mount Sinai is necessary. Hallelujah. And then I think I'll bring the series to a close. And probably pick it up again later on in the course of the year. Hallelujah. But God said to Moses to tell the people of Israel that they had stayed at Mount Sinai long enough. And that it was time to break camp and move on. In other words, it was time for them to progress and advance. God's plan and purpose for our lives is that we should see progress. And we should experience advancement. God never intended for us that we should remain at one level throughout our lives. God never intended for us to stagnate and to be stationary. God is not expecting us to be running round and round in circles and not go anywhere and not make any progress in our lives. If that is what the situation is for you currently, I bring you good news of glad tidings. This year, that situation will change. The running round and round and round the garden like a teddy bear is ending this year. By a prophetic unction, I declare to you that 2022, believe it or not, will be your year of progress and advancement. Can I hear your loudest Amen. Can I hear another loud amen? Amen. Can your amen resound like thunder? Hallelujah. And I want you to believe it. Never mind how long the situation has pertained for. There is a time when heaven steps into the situation of his people. And things begin to turn around for the better. This year will be that year for you. Hallelujah. I started sharing with you, I think for the past three weeks or so, we've been looking at the case for progress and advancement. And I've told you that when we say the case of something, we're talking about the arguments, the, the, the reasons, and the facts. support that thing so we are looking at ah, why do we need to progress why do we need to advance is it not okay to stay at the same place the answer is no it is not okay to stay at the same place I mean are you not tired of staying at the same place one day a young man went to see his pastor And said to him, Pastor, praise God with me and give thanks to God, for God has done miraculous things. God has done wonderful things. He said, Pastor, let us sing a song of praise together pastor was excited for him. He said, son, what has the Lord done for you? He said, pastor, I have been believing God for good accommodation for a long time. The Lord has done it. He said, God has blessed me with a place. And he said, pastor, you won't believe how much it cost me the man, the, the landlord said to me that I only have to pay 30 Ghana cities a month for the place he said I couldn't believe my fortune and he said pastor I paid him 10 years <laughs> quickly I found 10 years rent for him. Because 30 CDs a month works out to how many CDs a year? Hey. 360 times 10 is equal to us. 3,600. He said, pastor, I paid all. And because I couldn't believe my luck, I paid three more months in addition. The pastor felt like knocking him on the head. He explained to him, my son, you mean to tell me that for the next 10 years, your intention is to stay in that hole? You don't have any plans to progress and advance? And the guy said, ah. And usually when people are saying, ah, they scratch their heads. I don't know why they do that. He said, ah. I didn't think about that. Pastor said to him, next time, think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, there must be progress. And there must be advancement in our lives. And by the grace of God, it will happen practically. Hallelujah. The first reason or the first explanation we gave to support the case for progress and advancement is that it is part of God's original design for mankind. Number two, when men resisted this plan of God to progress and advance, God reacted speedily. Do you have that in your notes? Number three, we must progress and advance so that we can resist the plan of the devil to stop us from doing so. Listen, the person who doesn't want you to progress and advance is the devil. Yeah. He doesn't want that at all. Because your progress and your advancement gives glory to God. When you don't progress, when you don't advance, when you don't do well, when you don't march forward, it doesn't glorify God. Because the God you serve is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who calls the things which be not as though they were. And is the creator of all that is seen and unseen. And in your life, things must work. Things must progress. Things must advance so that the glory will be given to God. And don't say that when things are not working in my life, it means I am humble. You are then humble. You are not humble at all. You know, I I don't know why Humility is often equated to poverty. So people say that I come from a humble background. (laughs) And usually, when they say that, when they say that I come from a humble background, what they are trying to say that they are not saying is that I'm coming from a poor background. God is not glorified and magnified when things are not working. And I want you to believe that this year, things will work. It is the devil who is glorified when your life is miserable, when there's no progress, when you are struggling, when you are hustling. It is the devil who is because he knows that when it persists for long, you can easily give up on God. And then what can also happen to you is that you compromise along the line and end up doing things that you shouldn't do. It is out of desperation that people do, you know, um, that thing that they go and do rituals for money. Sakawa, saka. that's what they call it. Yeah. It's out of a certain desperation that people go and do things like that. You will not be desperate anymore in your life. Because the pieces will fall in place for you. If your amen is loud, your blessing will be superior. The fourth reason or the fourth argument that I presented to support the case for progress and advancement is that whenever God chooses an individual, whenever God uses anybody, whenever he visits anybody, one of the net results is that there is progress and development. Amen. So you see a pattern, a clear pattern. If you look at the Bible characters, different people that God called different people that God chose, different people whom God used, you will see that there was some kind of progress and development in their lives. Either it was in how blessed they became or in the in the, in the reputation they earned, how famous they became, or it was in the thing that God used them to establish. All these describe progress and advancement. And so we can therefore say and be convinced about it that anybody God chooses, has God chosen you? Anybody God uses, is God using you? Anybody God visits, has God visited you? Then there must be progress and development in your life. Hallelujah. So we've looked at a number of um, Bible characters. Most of them are heroes of faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and then we we look at Moses. And then last week we looked at a very interesting woman. You know, I had to include her before you tell me that I am biased. I only talk about the men of faith. I don't talk about the women or the heroines of faith. So we spoke about Rahab. All right. And today... Let's look at a couple of them. I'm ending the series today. Don't worry. Nehemiah or Nehemiah? Which one do you like? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Okay. Turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 11. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. Oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. This year, may people of power, people of authority, people you work under, supervisors, men of power, men of authority may they deal favorably with you Amen. may they show you great kindness Amen. this year may God give you a kind boss Amen. may God give you a considerate boss Amen. hallelujah Amen. <laughs> I don't think I want to tell this story, I'll get into trouble for it then it ends in those days I was the king's cup bearer This is Nehemiah. Nehemiah was somebody God chose. Whom God used to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem. His compatriots were Zerubbabel who was tasked with the responsibility of rebuilding the temple. And then God also chose in those times the scribe or the priest called Ezra. His duty was to rebuild the spiritual walls and the spiritual foundations of the people of Israel. Because what had happened was that those who were left after Jerusalem was ravaged ended up mixing up with the neighboring um, countries and borrowing some of their practices, their idolatry, and all these funny things that they were doing. And so Ezra had a responsibility to restore the people to the original true God and then to get them back on course. So he taught them, he re-taught them the law of God, explained it to them. So these three guys they worked together around about the same time. Now this Nehemiah, his work before. God sent him out and he became the governor of the, of, the, of the land was that he was a cup bearer. What was his work? His work was that he would stand by the king. And that's when the king is eating or drinking. And then he it was who will serve the king with the goblet or the glass and then he will pour the drink into it. He also has a napkin. Then, when the king drinks small, then he will wipe the king's mouth. Then he also has something that he used to drive away flies. Would you like a job like that? It depends. It's by the king, isn't also. Yeah. Because if you are the cupbearer of a king. It may be far better than the managing director of a company that is not working. You have said something. He said it depends on the king because there are kings and there are kings. There are some kings and chiefs. But this was his work he was the cup bearer and then God chose him from a cup bearer he became a governor and as a governor God used him to build something phenomenal he rebuilt the broken down walls of Jerusalem God I believe took him from a very insignificant life And he used him to accomplish something mighty, something great, something significant. What God used him to do, as far as I'm concerned, was something that caused him to see progress and advancement in his life. Whoever you are currently, if your life is insignificant, If there isn't much to write home about concerning your life. If your life is an ordinary life. If there is nothing bay or significant about your life. This year, the story will change. And the story will become different. God will cause you to have a life of significance. A life of importance. You see a life of insignificance is a life that day. When you wake up in the morning, you wish that the day didn't break. If it's a struggle for you to wake up in the morning, if it's a struggle for you to go to work, if you wish that the rains will fall and a crowd will flood so that you won't go to work, then it tells me something about you that what you are doing is not significant. It doesn't bring fulfillment and and joy to you. And I tell you, if if, if your work, whatever work you are doing, it doesn't give you a certain fulfillment, a certain joy, a certain excitement, then you are in the wrong profession. And you need to believe God to find something else to do that will cause you to wake up in the morning with a spring in your step. This year, God will turn things around for you. May God lead you to the very things that will bring fulfillment and establishment and joy and excitement into your life. Can I hear your loud Amen. amen? The next person, Isaiah. Isaiah is another example of somebody who saw progress and advancement in his life. Isaiah chapter 1, I beg your pardon, Isaiah chapter 6, reading from verse 1. It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. May God manifest himself to you during times of distress, during times of pain, during times of sorrow, during times that people are confused. Things are not working. Everybody is complaining. May you see the glory of God in those times. He said, in the year Kinuzar died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe, what do you call that thing, that, that long thing behind the brights, The veil. No, it's not the veil. Eh? Train. Trail 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 T Tra- R A I N L Trail This one is train. Is it trail? Are you sure? Eh, one because as you know your train and you no know, be other than one catch or that's need a trail. You uncle can a over thrown train of his rope filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. They were calling out to each other: Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations. And the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it is all over. In other words, he said, Aje me wo. Aje me wo. Aje me wo. He said, I am doomed. Now notice what he said. For I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips. And I live among a people with filthy lips. He has added the people to his problems. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. May God forgive every sin of yours from today in the name of Jesus. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom shall I send as a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am. Send me. Hallelujah. Isaiah saw the Lord. He had an encounter with God. And had a revelation with God. And when he had that experience He cried out in despair Woe is me Woe is me That's how the King James put it He said I am undone I am doomed Because I am a sinner I'll tell you something If you've never had a certain encounter with God. And if you've never had a certain experience of God. And you've never had a certain revelation of God. You will always think you are something that you are not. I'm telling you. But when you meet him. And you see his glory. His holiness and his righteousness. You will not like yourself anymore. You will only end up feeling very dirty, very unworthy and very much sinful. So I always say that anybody who feels very sure of himself. You haven't yet met God. And you haven't yet had a certain encounter with him. If you are very sure of yourself. If you are very impatient with others. If you are quick to write off people. You haven't haven't met God. Because if you have. You'll be very much aware of your frailties. Your weaknesses. Your shortcomings. You will see that you are what you are by the grace of God. And when Isaiah met the Lord and saw the glory of God, and he's not the only one. Another example I can give you is Peter or Peter. Peter, after Jesus borrowed his boats, and then later on he blessed him with a, a wonderful catch of fish. When he saw that miracle and they got back to the shore. He said to Jesus, depart from me. For I am a sinner. Why? Because the glory of God made him see how inadequate he is. And Isaiah, after this experience, he just shouted and said, I am done for. Woe is me. I am doomed. Because I am a sinner. But then God graciously directed the angel to touch his lips with the coal, and told him that from this moment you are cleansed and your sins are forgiven. And then right after that, he experienced progress and advancement in his life. From sinner, God said, I'm looking for somebody to use. He said, if you are looking for, if you can use anything, you can use me, Lord. He said, here I am. And God said, I am sending you as a messenger, a prophet to my people. From a sinner, he graduated into becoming one of the most powerful prophets that the nation of Israel had ever seen. It is in Isaiah that you find most of the prophecies concerning our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He started off as somebody who could see his flaws, his mistakes, his shortcomings, his sins. And God transformed his life and turned him into a great prophet. Progress. Advancement. Today, the message that God has for you is this. Don't let anybody tell you that because of your problems, because of your mistakes, because of your sins, because of your flaws, nothing good can ever come out of your life. Whatever is a problem and a handicap and a struggle for you today, I want you to believe that this year God will intervene. And after God has intervened, he will make something beautiful out of your life. And he will turn your life into a good life, into a great life, into a nice life. People will look at you and marvel at what God is doing with you. Can I hear your loudest amen? Somebody made a statement. And said that this thing that we call failure is not the falling down but it is the staying down. Should I say it again? This thing that we call failure it is not in the falling down but it is in the staying down. And sometimes the devil deceives us into thinking that we can never overcome certain things in our lives. He deceives us into thinking that we will be carrying certain burdens, certain sins, certain handicaps, certain shortcomings for the rest of our lives. It's a lie from the pits of the devil. If everybody has written you off, God hasn't written you off. If everybody has concluded about you that you can never break out of certain things, God has not given up on you. The Bible says he is patient to ask what. That means that God is always ready if only we will come to him and give him an opportunity to do what only he can do and break the shackles and release us from the bondage, from the prison, from the infirmities that hold us bound. So don't believe it. Don't stay down there. Don't conclude and say that nothing good will ever come out of my life. Who said so? I don't care about how long you have contended with certain things for. I won't judge you. I can't sentence you. Because still you get to know somebody's story. You will not understand why the person is like that. But I came to tell you today. That this year. There will be progress and advancement in your life. And particularly if you are struggling with something that has held you bound for so many years. This year God will break the chains. I said God will break the chains and you begin to progress you begin to advance in your life tell your neighbor it is not over until it is over tell your neighbor that failure is in staying down it is not in falling down this year I see the mighty hand of God lifting you up and setting you on your feet God is going to cause your life to become a marvel and a surprise to many people Those who spite you, those who despise you, those who have written you off, those who have drawn conclusions about you, God will cause them to laugh at the wrong side of their mouths. God will make something great out of your life. God will make your life glorious. God will make your life beautiful. People will begin to look at you as God turns you into a preacher, into a savior of men, into a savior of women. People will begin to look at you. And they will close their eyes and open again. They will say, is this Lucy? They will say, is this Samuel? They will say, hey, is it Kwesi? Is it the one that God has made so beautiful and glorious? You will respond and say, indeed it is me. And you will respond and say, it is not of him that willeth. Neither is it of him that runneth, But it is of the Lord who showeth mercy. Lift up your right hand and give the Lord a shout of glory. Who said that something great cannot come out of you? Who said that something great cannot come out of you? Who said that? that? Who said that? Thank God that those who write you up, they are not God. (laughs) They are not God. Thank God that they are not God. Because if they were God, you are done for. Nothing good will ever come out of you. But those who write you off, those who dismiss you, And say that nothing great can come out of you. Tell them to watch the space. I said you should tell them what? Watch this. I said you should tell them what again? Watch the space. God is going to make you glorious. God is giving you the ability to overcome certain things in your life. And they're going to come out and march forward. In the name of Jesus. People will start arguing about you. And then you respond and say, That will be your story. Clap your hands and bless Jesus. Another example is Amos. Amos chapter 7 to 15. And yes, Amos is a book in the Bible. Hmm? It's one of the books of the Bible. Then Amaziah sent others to Amos. Get out of here, you prophet. Go on back to the land of Judah and end your living by prophesying there. Don't bother us with your prophecies here in Bethel. This is the king's sanctuary and the national place of worship. But Amos replied, I am not a professional prophet. (laughs) NLT. NLT is nice, isn't it? He said, I'm not a professional prophet. And I was never trained to be one. May God turn you into something that you never trained for. Something that you never went to school for. Something that you did not acquire knowledge about. In the name of Jesus. Out of those of you listening to me, those of you are watching me, God is going to raise great men and women who will be doing businesses, who will be doing jobs, who will be doing things that they did not train for. Shout, it is me. He said I didn't train. Amen. I didn't train for this thing. I have a son. He's a pastor. One day, he started getting ideas for making furniture. He didn't train as a carpenter or a furniture uh, furniture designer. That's not what he trained for. But he had these ideas. He, he was. I think he was looking into some magazines whatever and then he saw this, ah this thing I can do it, this thing I can do it, this thing this thing thing, I can do it, this thing I can do it this thing I can do it, he did it so as I speak to you now, he's into designing all kinds of furniture people are buying from him and he's making good money out of it, who said God no day you begin to move into things you didn't train for, when people see you, they say ah Are you a professional fashion designer? Ah, are you a professional This word, you have to take your time Entrepreneur Entrepreneur They'll they'll ask you Ah, are you a professional Administrator? Are you a professional Banker? They'll ask you, are you a professional Cook? Or cooker? Professional cooker? Cooker is the name of the machine we use to cook. Don't bring yourself. Don't limit God. Tell your neighbor, don't limit God. And what he can do in your life. And I want to say to you that learn to think outside the box. Learn to think outside the box. It is always restraining and constraining yourself and thinking in a certain way. That's the reason why there isn't progress and there isn't advancement in your life. But if you be open to God and the voice of God. If you begin to pray and say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see what I can do. You have sent application letter after application letter after application letter. Nothing is coming out of it. It is time to think outside the box. And let's trust God let's believe that he will open our eyes to see things that we never imagined. That time I was listening to a lady. I think she used to work in the bank. And she, she occupied quite a high office there. And at a point she felt that this banking thing, there's something about it's not giving me a certain fulfillment. And then she decided to go into is it called granola? This food thing. Yeah. It's, it's a special type of what? Cereal, cereal. I don't know if I am I know the correct. Now the other one I must trail. Much I correct. It's both. It's either trail or train. One my one ta 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 ta. Hey, I'm glad that I gave you an opportunity to say this, otherwise you will never have forgiven me. She entered a she ended up going into this granola cereal business. And out of that, she has built a powerful company. And that's what she does. And she's made it. Her products are in all the major supermarkets. Inter- and she, they, they, she made them right here. And she even exports. I said, she was working in the bank. And that's what she ended up doing. She started small. May God turn you into something you never imagined. In the name of Jesus. Now look at what he said. He said, I'm just a shepherd. And I take care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord called me away from my flock. And told me, go and prophesy to my people in Israel. Somebody say progress. Somebody say advancement. He was just a shepherd. And God turned him into a prophet. And he became such a good prophet that people thought he was a professional. But he was not a professional. But that is what God can do. He can take you from something that is insignificant to something that is massive. May that be the story of your life. Hallelujah. And there are other examples we can go into. But let me end with this. The last case that I will present to support why we must progress and advance is that it is part of our prophetic destiny. To progress and advance. It is part of our prophetic destiny. To progress and advance. Your destiny is like your future. Your destiny is like your tomorrow. And when we say something is prophetic. It's about a prediction. And I'm saying to you that God has given a prediction about you. That you will advance and that you will progress in this life. Psalm 92, verse 12 to 14. Mm, preach. Psalm 92, verse 12 to 14. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. This is a prophecy. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Tell your neighbor they are talking about me. Tell another person they are talking about me. He said, The godly of the righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So this scripture applies to us. And he says the godly will flourish like palm trees. And will grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. That is progress. That is advancement. Palm tree, it's a very powerful tree. In all kinds of environments, it is able to flourish. In places where there isn't a lot of water. So if you go to the desert, you'll find palm trees there. Because they have roots that are able to go deep, 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 deep. Where other roots cannot penetrate, palm tree roots can penetrate And they are able to find the moisture that they need in order to survive. So you see them in the desert, green. Everything else around them is dead, is dry, is withered. But you see the palm tree, Ujinaho Pinti. That's the palm tree. Everything about the palm tree is useful. The leaves, we weave baskets out of them. The thread in the leaves we use them to make ropes. The branches are used to make fences. Their fruits are used to prepare soup. The kernel is used to produce oil. I know I very good. I drink or oh, sent now no but I drink with paper. Have they found a way to make it nicer? That's an idea for somebody, you know. I mean, that's an idea for you to believe God to find a way of letting the adrenal smell a bit more nicer. This same kennel, it is used. It is ground into some kind of powder and they are given to camels. The stem. That's the major part. It is used as wood to make furniture. Every part of it is useful. There's nothing about the palm tree that you cannot use. Yeah. Pa- palm wine. Yeah, palm wine. Another name for it is palms. You get zomi. Or Pami, yeah. everything about it is useful. Emre, <inaudible> eh? Yeah. I ah, mushroomed the inside as well. Eh? Hey. Wow. I don't need the yarn. I don't need the yarn. Then, at the side of you. It's like a worm, but it's bigger. Near the yet, Eddie. Oh, being pebby, man, you. Now, yet did they, yeah? Yet you go on, fine, Eh, a powerful power. But you're more organizing, be mommy, and I'm afraid me fear. Now, I come and I'm not sure why. My TV be a minty be there. Have you seen that there are things you have been eating some before? You eat things that you've never eaten before, it's part of your progress and development in life. Hallelujah. The cedars of Lebanon, it is a resilient tree, it is able to live for thousands of years. Storms come and storms go. But the cedar of Lebanon, onusujinaho painting. Other trees will fall. Will be broken by the strength of the wind, the typhoon, the hurricane. But the cedar tree, it stands there resilient. I declare to somebody today. That that is how God is going to make your life this year. You will flourish like the palm tree. You will flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. God this year is going to bring so much stability so much resilience so much establishment into your life and your life will become a celebration in the name of Jesus that is your destiny that is your prophetic destiny it's a sign of progress and advancement it is not the story of your life that you will remain where you are forever no that's not the story of your life And in every area of your life this year... There will be progress. There will be advancement. There will be progress. There will be advancement. Your spiritual life... There will be progress. Your relationship with God... There will be progress. Your knowledge of Jesus... There will be progress. Your service to God... There will be progress. In your marriage... There will be progress in your relationship. There will be progress in your finances. There will be progress in your business. There will be progress in your job. There will be progress in your health. There will be progress in your education. There will be progress in all areas of your life. There
2: will be progress. Give the Lord a
1: shout of glory. Rise to your feet and let us close. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord right now for his word. Thank him. Thank the Lord.
2: He is able more than able to accomplish what concerns me today He is able is more than able He can handle anything that comes my way sing it again he's able come on he is able more than able to accomplish to accomplish what concerns me can you lift your hands
1: to the Lord and surrender to him sing it he
2: is able he's all than able
1: he can handle anything
2: He can handle anything that comes my way. He's able. He's more than able to do much more than I could ever dream. He's able. He's more. To make me what he wants me to be. To make me what he wants me to be.
1: Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here today. And I want to give you an opportunity. Or you're watching me. I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life. To the one who is able to make you what he wants you to be. And what he wants you to be is a good thing. is a great thing. It's an amazing thing. Have you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Can you remember praying a prayer where you invited him earnestly to come into your heart? And you surrendered your all to him. Could it also be that you did this some time ago but you've fallen away from him and you need to rededicate and redevote your life to him? This morning, I want to pray with you. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, you want me to pray with you. You want Jesus to take hold of you and make you what he wants you to be. You want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. You want to see progress and advancement in your life. Wherever you're standing, can you lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up very clearly. Don't think about anybody standing by you, what they think. Don't think about it's between you and your God. Today is a day for you. And Jesus is here right now. He's just waiting for you to draw near to him. God bless you. God bless you for lifting your hand. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, I need you to do one more thing for me. You may be young, you may be old But I want you to move from your chair Where you are And come and meet me right in front here Come If you raise your hand Come right now Come Clap for them as they come If you raise your hand Come Come to him Come to him Come to Jesus You raised your hand there Come Don't change your mind Come to Jesus Come to him Sometimes you want to be sure and sure and sure again. It is okay to come. God bless you. Those of you standing in front here, I want you to read this prayer with me. Close your eyes and say this. And if you, 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 you want Jesus to come into your heart and you're watching me, please join in this prayer as well. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. this morning, This morning I come to you just as I am. am. oh God, God, please forgive me me for all my sins. sins. Please wash me me with the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Make my life life brand new. new. From today, today, I receive Jesus Jesus as my Lord Lord and personal Savior. Savior. For the rest of my life, life, I will serve him. I will will follow him. him. He'll be my Lord I'll be his child. I'll be his, child. I'll, be his I'll be his servant. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I thank you. I thank you for saving, for me. saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: God bless you for praying.